Guys, here's episode number five of the weekly roundup. Catch you up on the headlines, results, and rankings from the professional and college squash game. Covered this week, what Bill is most thankful for after this Thanksgiving? We share some sad updates with two people of note taking a step back from the game, Georgina Kennedy and Alan Thatcher. We cover the action in Malaysia with Gillis and Hisham coming through with well-earned victories. We also touch on the Hong Kong Open, college squash, as well as some other lovely squash tidbits. Don't forget to send in your fan questions or comments, and we might read them on the air. As always, thanks for listening. What about this? This call is being recorded. Fans, we are back for another edition of the Weekly Roundup. Catching up on your weekly headlines, results from the professional tour, and college squash. We're recapping you through November 27th. Bill. Are you sure? Are you sure about that? Kind of a little. I know. I had to double check. What what actual day is it? Where am I? I don't know. Day don't is know. the 27th, um, and although I am... Uh, sad that the long thanksgiving weekend is over i'm I'm very happy to be here which was you know the the only bright spot to this weekend ending is it's sunday night and we're here to do our recap and i'm i'm not even being sarcastic wow i mean you really are taking thanksgiving to heart and uh i like thanksgiving any any highlights yeah just you know hung out um played some golf played a little golf actually played uh played a um a cold weather golf event with um we had i think it was six foursomes and everybody threw in 20 bucks, um, and we played skins, and it was basically a piece of the pie skins and full handicaps, and I actually won a skin. So I won $56 by birdieing. I was going off as a 16, much to the chagrin of a lot of the people there because I'm not a member of that men's club. I have my own online handicap. Are you a legit 16 right yeah, now? My, all my, I put all my scores in. I mean, that's yeah. all you could do, right? So I was a legit 16, and I birdied the 16th handicap hole because you were playing against the course. And uh, so I got a net eagle. <laughs> wow! And uh, net eagle took home the took home a, a skin, so it was worth fifty some odd bucks when they divided all the all the skins that uh, that were won. So so that, that was fun. So I played played a little golf, played some squash on Friday morning. So had a, had a pretty active weekend, and then just ate a ton of food and drank a lot, and um, went to went to a pub and watched um, U.S. England draw on uh, on Friday afternoon, which was a lot of fun. Like with a group of like thirty people that I knew, um, we all kind of went there. Everybody was dressed up. It was fun. Good atmosphere. Well, t- talking quickly about the the game there, I mean, pretty good win for, I mean, pretty good result for USA to, to draw yeah. England. Yeah, they, I know people don't often think of it that way, but the probability was they were going to win. I thought they were going to get crushed. So uh, I, the, the person who was, I, I crushed, and I was mispronounced his name because you know how poor, even though I, I'm supposed to be an MC, uh, I can't pronounce anybody's name. Um, Pulsilic, um, he played so bad against Wales. His 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 set pieces and his his corners were were so awful. And he just he was the man of the match against England. He he really stepped up and showed why he is a world class player. So I was happy to eat my words when it came to him. But the whole team the whole team played well. The the, the keeper made some 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 clutch saves. Keeper turns out from Fairfield University right up the road from me, which I did not know. I was sitting with a hmm. Fairfield U grad who pointed that out to me. So but yeah, very, really exciting. It's funny watching soccer this time of year with because now I mean I'm in a bar with 300 people and everybody's dressed in various u.s regalia and it reminds me a little bit of like when the red Sox are good or the patriots are good around here and you get all people these just put on the- people put on the gear they don't know anything about it you get asked a million questions so it's like the pink-headed red Sox fans and the, the, the patriot fans why are- isn't there a shootout You're like, yeah okay. i know every every question every question's asked about down to the whole soccer football question which is rate the raging debate now uh whether to call it soccer football have you seen the uh the commercial 
the Peyton Manning commercial? No. So there's a Peyton Manning commercial with David Beckham, and uh, it, it's it, the whole thing is Peyton says it's called soccer, and Beckham says it's called football, and they go back and forth, and, it, and it's it's a very funny commercial. I think it's for Doritos or Cheetos or something like that, and there's like USA people are calling it soccer. International people are calling it football, da da da. But but it's and it is a cool commercial, well worth watching the the full length commercial. But the, but what stood out to me is and it's kind of a miss. I, I thought. I mean, Peyton Manning, obviously, he's a big name um, to, to everyone. But we have a football player, one of the most well known football players in the NFL is Odell Beckham Jr. And how they how they missed not having David Beckham and Odell Beckham on that commercial with football soccer is beyond me. I mean, I I, I mentioned everybody I mentioned to was like, wow, I never thought of that. I was like. I don't know how they missed it. I, I mean, you're a creative genius, Bill. I mean, I mean, you just see what other people can. It just seems so obvious, unless Dave, unless because Odell Beckham's a little more radioactive, and, and Peyton appeals yeah. more to Middle America, I suppose, maybe. Right. But yeah, well, but cool. I mean, that's that's the no-brainer, that's man. Hundred percent. <laughs> but yeah, so enjoying it and looking forward to uh, Tuesday. Um, Tuesday afternoon. I wish it was a night like early. I wish it was really like the early morning match, but it's just two p.m. Yeah. on a Tuesday is tough with work. But uh, it's a good to setup. That. It's the final match in the round mm-hmm. um, in the pool play, and I like that they're in control of their own destiny. Meaning, like if they win it, they go through. Yep. I, I don't like it when it's you need to draw this goal differential plus like mm-hmm. this other team needs to lose. So hundred percent the case, and I also like the fact that um, both matches are played at the same time in that pool so no no mm-hmm. no shenanigans where if all of a sudden they see that somebody wins hey if we do this right this affects that result not not that in the united states case it matters at all yeah. so yeah looking forward to it i hope they win i think it would be a big deal if they win and then we could look forward to the round of 16 i actually it's sunday night i just got finished watching germany spain which was a, a great match germany got the equalizer in, in like the last eight minutes and and hung on for a tie to keep their hopes alive they had never not advanced to the to the knockout round and, and so it, um, after losing to japan their country would have been thrown into turmoil i'm sure so so but enough enough and, well Quickly before I, before we go on to the actual squash part, because you were going to ask me about my Thanksgiving too. So. Connor, Connor, how could I forget? How how was your Thanksgiving, Connor? <laughs> well, it was a busy week. I finally got settled in D.C. and uh, I was staying at another place. So in in seven days, I stayed in five locations and uh, <laughs> you know various hotels and that kind of stuff. So I'm excited to have a completely bare apartment. But uh, I did have a club member give me a, a bed, so that was a big win. Uh, and that same club member also um, had me over for Thanksgiving because I couldn't make it back. Uh, oh, that's nice. Yeah. How was so that? It was, oh, it was uh, incredible food. Incredible. Yeah. How food. were the people? Yeah. Is it awkward being there, like not knowing anybody? No, no, no. It was great. Huh. Yeah. People, people are really friendly here in DC. Bill. <laughs> I don't I, think you'd fit in. <laughs> I definitely would not fit in. I see you're in your new apartment. I could see right over your right shoulder. I see weight. Yeah. I see weights. Are those weights? <laughs> They are. They are. You want to blow the dust off? Maybe get the dust off them. Maybe get some pledge on those bad boys. Oh, please, Bill. Please. You you saw me last time. I did see you last time. You're very okay. you're very buff, Connor. Very, yeah. Very buff. All right. Thank you. Okay. Should we get into it? Yes. And, um, yes. Absolutely. So um, yeah. Which two two stories really kind of sure headlines? Sure. So uh, first story, I guess, I guess, um, and pro- probably the, the the biggest story like for what we do here because we do follow a lot, follow squash online mostly, obviously because you can't go watch the pro squash tour live every day. Alan Thatcher, the uh, the founder and um, the publisher, he he was everything for Squash Mad, which is you know probably the foremost news site for 
for pro squash besides the PSA Tour, like opinion site for the PSA Tour, announced that he is stepping back. I mean, squash site's the other big one, but you know, they squash site's really more of a fan page. You know, they, they, there's no. I, I hate to I hate to rank on squash site because I do I do frequent squash site a lot for information, but they don't really have any editorial on there. The the woman who runs it is is just a like she's so pro Egyptian squash like an, an Egyptian squash player could go like drive down Times Square and run over a thousand people and she'd say oh he was having a bad day <laughs> yeah no exactly for like draws and results squash site is great mm. uh, for interviews um, editorial uh, articles you yeah. can't beat squash mad and, and it's, what, in- what's interesting for me is like he's also been making such a huge push of getting more contributors they started doing the newsletter I was like oh this is he's really making a go. It's been great. I've been, I mean, just the timeliness of his pieces have been right on, right spot on. It'll be missed. So he, he says it's because personal reasons, because of his health. And so you can never, obviously health, health comes first, no matter, no matter what. Um, and he does say they're going to relaunch it in January. So mm-hmm. maybe there's somebody else going to take control and hopefully, hopefully it'll keep going. Cause I've really enjoyed reading some of the opinion pieces on it. I mean, per, one of the few squash sites that's willing to be provocative, not afraid to state an opinion. And Hey, we all know Alan. 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 Some people love Alan. Some people hate Alan. He's a very divisive figure in our sport, depending on who you speak to. And so I, I always gave him, gave him credit for speaking his mind. He was ne- never afraid to do that. So great, great voice too on the mic. Yeah. Um, and he was also the founder of World Squash Day. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So hopefully he'll still be. I'm. I'm sure he'll still be part of the game. He said. He, hopefully his health improves. He does say he wants to spend more time on court than behind the computer. So that makes me think that mm-hmm. he probably probably will be back in some way, shape, or form. So um, yeah. The other big story um, was uh, Georgina Kennedy, who last year's darling. Her, the, the you know really meteoric rise through the rankings last year was the talk of the squash world. Um, has decided again for health reasons to take the rest of the season off. Un- unclear by the post that I saw whether it was the rest of just 2022 or the rest of the squash season, meaning all the way through 2023 and just pulling the plug completely. So unclear to me. Hopefully it's the former, not the latter. These are always tough decisions for athletes, but it's also probably the smart one to really focus on that. I think there's also, um, by doing so, it also protects ranking. Um, mm-hmm. You get ranking protection um, with, amongst the PSA. So. Oh, really? Is there is there a time parameter behind that? Yeah, I, um, I should double check the rule. I just know that... Um, I don't know it off the top of my head, and it might have changed, but that there's probably a formal reason to why she's doing that in Got order it. to take time away. Okay, interesting. Yeah. So moving on to the uh, the the tournament that, and as you said, the the Asian tour, the Asian the swing, Asian which tour. is very hard to hard to keep track of where they're playing and who's playing what. Um, the Malaysian Open finished uh, up uh, this past week, um, and had, had some some interesting results on the men's side. Mezen Hashem won his first PSA Tour title in seven years. Is it really seven years? Seven years. He won the Houston Open oh, in 2015 gosh. was the last time he won a tournament. And I guess it goes to show he, he doesn't play anything but high-level tournaments because you would think that he would have, you know, if he wanted to, he could have pulled a Gaultier and went and played a 1K and, and, got, and got a win yeah. uh, and, and, and got some ranking points. But he's always had some some injury issues, uh, some leg issues. When he's on, he's as fun to watch as anyone, he, and he could play as high a level as anyone. So as emotional as he is on court— he, he he more is emotional towards himself than anything else. So he doesn't really take it out on the referees or the other players. So I have always enjoyed watching him play. You know, the, the yeah. The I Falcon. mean, the final with between him and Moen, you never quite know how that would go, and mm-hmm. and sometimes they can really be very chirpy, mm-hmm. pretty free free flowing, and similar games in terms of like they are just getting so many balls 
it was off the charts. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was a, but, it was a uh, fun match to watch, and, and down to to love and come back. I mean, and he even said it himself in in his post match interview. He never comes back. <laughs> so yeah. he even he was surprised that he came back from a two love lead, and for a moment to lose a two love lead, a veteran like that usually could once you get those two games, usually moments is able to to sneak that out. So um, yeah. really, really a, a good win for him. So uh, so happy happy for him, and looking forward to seeing him do more things. Hopefully, he'll stay healthy this year. Interesting. Another uh, great performance. Your boy, Nicky Mueller. Nicky Mueller. He, yes. Yes. He, <laughs> you've kind of been talking about him a fair amount on the pod. and But this time I was like, okay, maybe Bill's on to something here. He played amazing. Yes. Did you see the shot? Yes. So, so yes. If, if those who those who haven't seen it, YouTube it. Go on YouTube. Go on PSA Tour on Twitter. However you, you get your squash shots. And you, you will probably see. I got to say at this point. It probably might not be shot of the year or month because it didn't end the rally. He ended up winning the rally, but it was, I've never seen a shot like that in the PSA. I've never seen a shot like that. It's kind of hard to describe other than he basically hit it behind his back, but not in the way that we've ever seen it before. Dude, I brush my hair and bring my arm back to the back of my head to brush my hair and it hurts. And he, he brought his racket all the way around the back of his head and hit a volley. (laughs) <laughs> yeah and, and yeah, that it was incredible it was really cool so definitely yeah, watch that definitely, definitely worth shot of the shot of the year thus far and even the announcers um were, were had showed excitement it was really fun a fun watch he, he had a commanding performance against marwan al shabagi yes a big win against marwan al shabagi a very very hot marwan al shabagi who has been mm-hmm. talked up you know like that rod martin's helping him and he's really to make ready to make his renewed ascendancy to the top of the ranks along with his brother and nicky mueller said uh no 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 we we won't be yeah. have we won't be having that so yeah great win that's a that's a really good win for Nick for Nick Mueller for sure so a couple other highlights um, from uh, from from that event um, uh, uh, the Miguel Rodriguez the match of the tournament probably the Miguel Rodriguez uh, Shah uh, Shah Khan from the United States went five uh, 11, 9 in the fifth about ninety minutes um, another great battle and then Miguel had like a seventy minute match the next round which he lost but a great battle but the other thing uh, on the men's side before we jump over to the women's side is Joel Macon and I, I want to mention Joel Macon because I, I did some I did you'll be proud of me Connor I did some research so Joel Macon played only three matches in this tournament because he got beat in the semis. And played 197 minutes in three matches. And Hisham, Mesin Hisham, who won the tournament and played four matches, played one minute less than him in playing four matches. So I went back and looked in Singapore. He played again, played three matches, and had played 189 minutes in Singapore. And Sherbagi, Mohammed Al-Sherbagi, who won the tournament, played 190 minutes playing four matches, playing an extra match, only played one more minute. So... I mean, Macon just keeps logging amazing, amazing amounts of minutes on the court. It's and much to his detriment because it doesn't. It seems like, and especially when you watched his semifinal, um, he looked like he shouldn't be out there. He almost looked like he was injured. And I was, I was felt, I felt a little bad for him actually. But he's got to learn to maybe put points away and these rallies early. He's he's playing like almost an hour, no matter what round he plays, no matter who he plays. So it's fun to play attritional squash, but at some point it's going to take its toll on you. Yeah, I mean that's that's kind of the trend where a lot of these players in the early years are like I got to get as fit as possible, and then, and then you're like I got to close it out. Right. Nick Matthew was kind of the same way, mm-hmm. built like that. Paul Cole, even to be honest, like in his earlier years, you know. So, yes, exactly. Yeah, and I think Paul, that turning point's coming. Well, I mean, we know we know why Paul Cole changed, right? I mean, we all know, right? Too early. Are we, 
It's, are we going to say? We are going to say it. it's a, it's our annual. It's no? our it, yes. It's our it's our every episode. Our our salute. To I Rob, feel like we need it's our salute. We to need Rob to, Owen, like a little music. Yeah, we need to set it up. Yeah. Well, and and uh, did you? He, he's already uh, making a play for the Olympics. Uh, the credit. So. I, I've heard. I've Just, heard. So yeah, yeah, I've been reading. So so one more thing before we move to the women's. The another cool story. And I'm gonna. I, I apologize if I'm mispronouncing anything because honestly, I've never heard of him. He's ranked 83rd in the world. Adon Idrak. Idrak. And my. I, I apologize. I'm probably butchering oh, his name. He was the. Is, no, is he the Czech or no? The... No, he's from Malaysia, so he's 83rd oh, in the world playing playing in Malaysia, obviously on, on the home court. He beat Masad in the first round, who was number 22 in the world, so number 83 beating number 22, and then he followed that up in a five game match, 66 minutes against Rafi Kandra, number 19 in the world. So great result on your home court before. I mean, in the end, moment moment took him apart in the next round, but I mean. What a run in Malaysia in your hometown for an 83rd ranked yeah. player in the world. Really cool. And Rachel Arnold made it to the semifinals of the women. So um, also a, a great result for her. So good for the home crowd there. An- another quick thing, and I uh, talk of Rachel Arnold, is uh, PSA did some great stuff in Malaysia with doing some behind the scenes with people going to the Malaysian market and things like that. And they should do more of that. Like Tesney Evans was with Rachel Arnold. And there was an English guy with Ying and Now showing him uh, the uh, Malaysian market too. And it was really cool to see like the outside because all we ever see, you know, they, they play these tournaments in these exotic locations and we basically see a glass court inside of a, an arena. We don't see what's going on outside and it's really cool when they, when they do some, uh, some, some videos like that. Yeah. If you check out whether it's social media or YouTube, um, They've been starting to do more non-match coverage, mm-hmm. like those kind of personality things. So whether and it's um, and they're trying to do that more cultural stuff. So yeah, it was great. I, I think I, we've hired like three to four other people to help more. And of it's it. just more of it. Yeah. Oh yeah, so no, interesting. I, it's so cool because I, I mean, I was I've never seen the I've never seen anywhere in, in Malaysia before. So I mean, it was cool yeah. to me. So on to the women. Um, <laughs> Talk about giving somebody credit. Like it, 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 I think she's the, the female Joel Macon, uh, <laughs> Nayla Gillis. I mean, holy cow! She beat Olivia uh, three to one after being down one game to Love after a uh, sixty-three minute semi against the aforementioned Rachel Arnold to win the tournament. But I mean, it's one thing to win that tournament. She is coming off and not easy travel at all and she's one of the few people who's playing all of these events and now she's playing hong kong to follow this up she made the semifinals of new zealand quarterfinals at singapore and she won in malaysia i mean that's just mm-hmm. a fantastic run <laughs> um so consistent in terms of her performance these days and was also down like olivia was playing olivia victor was playing great she was up seven seven love in the first yeah then w- was first one to get to eight in each each one of the games and then Nayla just came back. Yeah, Olivia. Yeah. Olivia. She. Olivia did not lose that match. Nayla, no. Nayla won that match for sure. And the. I mean, the photos, the still photos of Nayla playing, her arm. <laughs> She's jacked. Holy yeah. crap! That. Yeah, I mean, I, w- I would not roll up my sleeves around her for sure. Oh my god, I'm like embarrassed. But yeah, amazing, just amazing. And I. Hey, obviously she is working at it because to do that kind of travel, New Zealand to Singapore. Malaysia, and now she's playing Hong Kong. She, uh, there aren't too many of the folks who are in all those draws, and not to mm-hmm. mention in those and thriving in those draws. So, uh, great, great job by Nayla. Uh, just, just a fantastic job. So, the other event that was going on of note, I mean, was the St. George's. Uh, there's a 12K in St. George's, an English event, and otherwise probably wouldn't be on my radar. But it kind of had a cool story. Was uh, a gentleman, and I don't know him. Maybe you do, Connor. Miles, Miles Jenkins, familiar with him? No, it doesn't ring a bell. 135th ranked in the world. And guess what else besides participating in the St. George's 12K? 
if you had a guess. What else? What else? What else does he do? Yeah, what else? The MC. He didn't MC. No, because no, Connor. Do you really think anybody could MC and play? I mean, MCing is very difficult. Come on, <laughs> come on. <laughs> I don't know if there's a human being in the world who could do that double. Yeah. So, could you? Um, Are you the only human being in the world? You know what? If I was any good at squash at all, I, I probably would be the one to do it for sure. Groundbreaking. Yeah. Groundbreaking. Yeah. No, he was the tournament promoter. So believe it or not, which we talked about earlier. So I know you knew. So I appreciate you leading. You looking surprised, <laughs> but the tournament promoter. Beat Willstrop, the number one seed. Beat James Willstrop, and then uh, he, after beating the number four seed, eleven nine in the fifth, Abby Singh from India, I believe he is. He he beat Willstrop in the semis, and then lost a sixty-two minute match in four to um, English up and coming English superstar Sam Todd. So incredible! Like, what do you th- what are your thoughts are like a promoter? Like, how does that work? Even I mean, you, you've you've ran tournaments before. Um, all the stuff that goes on, unless you have a ridiculous supporting cast. I mean, can you imagine like you're being on court? Meanwhile, like one of the players is like banging on the glass, asking for his like breakfast coupon or like all the yeah, ridiculous things no, that the tournament players ask for. Playing and doing anything else is is so challenging because what you don't realize is just even resting and focus, like mental focus, right? So you're you're being drawn in so many different directions. So it makes it three times as significant. Yeah, I'm really impressed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ama- amazing. Be- so I, I kept thinking like, because there'd be, whenever I was doing the Windy City Open and that playing qualifying, I was like, I was excited to play, but also like, you're not bringing your A game. Right, and you know? yeah, and that's probably why you laid down and never got past the first round, right? I mean, no, I mean that plus I wasn't as good. So <laughs> for sure, we'll, we'll go, I'll play, I'll play more of that. I was well, running the event. So you go to those high level events, the promoters have a lot of help, right? So they can go sneak off and if they need to go do a TV interview for an hour, if they need to go meet a sponsor for a couple hours, they could do that because people are there. But when you go to those mini tour events, like the, the, um, the challenger events, it's usually a one man show. A lot of times you're, you're scraping up referees. You're, you're trying to get the courts prepared. You're trying to like deal with all the stuff about the housing and meals and everything. And a lot of these uh, players who play on those events aren't, aren't seasoned. So they're needy for lack of a better word. So the fact that he was able to make it all the way to the final, I just hope there's not some kid like waiting at the airport for it to be picked up by him or something, <laughs> something he forgot to do. So, but congratulations to, to, to miles. Uh, great job. We do have coming up this week, starting tomorrow. We have another platinum event. The Hong Kong event starts tomorrow. First time in four years. First time in four years. Interesting watching, uh, looking at um, pictures, still pictures. The, uh, and I, I guess it shouldn't be surprising anymore, but seeing all the players in masks again is uh, is a little off-putting. A little, little, not off-putting, but like startling. Just doesn't look, yeah. you know, I saw some photos of like Mohamed Al-Sharbagi signing some autographs and whatnot, and he had a mask on, and all the players arriving all had masks on. So it's kind of a reminder of how how not in the not-too-distant past where we were. So This event and being able to host it, it was very touch and go for a long time. Yeah. Um, just, just even the protocols and what the, you know, the PSA would, would be able to, you know, function. And so this mm-hmm. was definitely threading the needle. Yeah. Uh, but I'm glad, I'm glad it's finally being hosted, even though it's going to be tough for the players. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a great event. But, I mean, all, everybody's playing. I mean, all the, all the big guns are there for, for, uh, no, no Americans. My, my, yeah. No U.S. women. Yeah. The, they're American men in it. Yeah. But. No, no U.S. women. I, I, I don't know. I'm wondering if it's, uh, whether it has to do with the, you know, they've been on the road for a bit and they want to get home for the holiday. And uh, obviously you can't turn around and do Thanksgiving and then fly back to Hong Kong. You know, Amanda played, uh, Amanda played in Singapore. Olivia played in Malaysia. So, um, it's Sabrina played in, in Singapore. So difficult, difficult travel for sure. So with worlds coming up with worlds coming up. So yeah, it would have been a long time, uh, a long time away. So I imagine that's the reason I, I, I don't know for sure, but in, in the end on the women's side, you do have <laughs> the top four seeds are Gohar, Sherbini, 
Hamami. And a, it, this is what I'm excited about. So Joelle did not play this past event. Joelle is hot right now, right? She she's mm-hmm. com, coming off her wins in New Zealand and Singapore. So I want to see how she fares now. She's playing in a, an event against the big three. So it'd be be fun to see 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 if she could keep up that momentum playing playing those three. And on the men's side, Paul Call Ali's out. So that's another big story is Ali Farag's continuing knee issue. It seems to be plaguing him. So hopefully it's not something that is is career threatening at this point. He's just being cautious about it. But he just withdrew last week, so that puts Paul Call number one seed. Diego Elias number two. The on fire Mohammed El Shabagi number three, and then uh, our boy Mustafa as number four. So hopefully there'll be I'm sure there'll be some fireworks. But exciting to see all the big players playing in the same tournament for sure. So looking forward to that starting tomorrow. Let's touch briefly the uh, the Collegiate Squash Association, which, which uh, you know, I thought about it today when I was kind of looking and preparing for this. College sports, this is a huge weekend for college sports. Football, the college football is like, this is like one of the biggest weekends for college football. Um, college basketball, feast week, like all the major college basketball teams are kicking off their seasons, playing in exotic locations and having tournaments and college squash is off. And it, I don't, I don't know. I'm I, sure it's a, tr- a Thanksgiving thing, and it's because maybe there's not the money in college squash. I was going to say, I was like, there's a quick distinction. Yeah, for sure. In college uh, departments, they're called revenue generating sports and non revenue generating yeah. sports. No, I and know. I know. Be- believe it or not, squash falls under stunning, right? stunning. Some yeah, non revenue. Someday, someday, so, someday. But this coming week, um, there are on the women's side a couple solid matches number two harvard playing uh, uh number eight in, eight in the country so a good match to, to see where you know where harvard stands and where uva stands i know they do have designs on finishing in the top eight and even higher than that even on the women's side and the men's side number three drexel against number four columbia a really big match happening this coming weekend and also drexel tough weekend for drexel number three in the country playing number four columbia and then that's on friday and then following it up playing number six yale in mm-hmm. two home matches so a, a a telling weekend for the drexel women to see whether they're deserved of their number three ranking or not i i um looking at the rankings and it says the last time that they were updated was november 3rd mm. I thought it was they were going every two weeks at a minimum. I did so I'm a I little did surprised. Too. You know what? We'll, we'll ping uh, we'll ping CSA Czar David Pullman. Uh, we want to have him on anyways to talk about club teams because the, the cl- there are a ton of club teams playing college squash right now, and we we don't want to leave them out. And I'd like to get a little intel on those. So maybe we'll see if uh, Mr. Pullman could come on next Sunday night and give us a few minutes and maybe fill us in on why he's slacking in those rankings. <laughs> is this your done. official? <laughs> is this my official invite? <laughs> I know he, I know he listens out there. Come on, come on, Dave. Get those rankings done. No, we don't. We don't know. I, I'm not sure. Maybe it is because there, there was no no matches or anything such as that. So, but on the and on the men's side, Harvard. You know, as 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 they were that when the men play, the women play for the most part. Um, Harvard plays against fifth ranked. Uh, this is the number one Harvard men's team plays against the fifth ranked UVA team. So uh, another good uh, example to see UVA is very top heavy. So it'll be interesting to see if their top guys can uh, can battle and, and uh, take some games. I don't expect them to win, but I guess you never know coming off the holiday. Um, but an, an intriguing match anyways to kind of see where UVA maybe will fit in the rest of the year. And the other match, really the only other match of note that I saw of the top ranked teams, number four Yale's men's teams play, play at Drexel also this weekend so good idea to see where the, where those guys fall in and let's not forget uh speaking of hong kong it's like it's nice to have a, an actual season going on for college squash this time like it's with you, fans back oh you for know. sure for sure i'm I, i'm so. just you know what it's more i would have loved to go into a college squash match this weekend uh, yep. you know in my spare time would you jump out and just start emceeing would that i don't i don't think they would let me 
<laughs> I don't think they would let me, but yes. What if you ru- just rush the court? Just, just rush the court, yeah. Just yeah. start introducing. And next on court. <laughs> as, as the security guards come in and drag me away, for sure. So, yeah, yeah, I need some practice. I just got signed up to do the Houston uh, men's gold tournament in January. So that's the next time Squash fans will see me on Squash next TV. Game. So yeah. at, I think it's like 11th through the 15th of January, a men's gold tournament. And um, uh, uh, Saul will be there. Uh, Mohammed Al-Sharbagi will be there. Um, Didn't you have the Egypt also? Uh, still still working on that. That's in, that's yeah. uh, that's for March. Uh, we're, 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 we're in negotiations, both with Egypt and with my wife. So uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll, see how, we'll see how both of those go. <laughs> are you the go-between here, or are you just... Yeah, just, yeah it's, it's, a, it's a tough one. Uh, but as, as Whenever I bring it up, my wife goes, you're going where? <laughs> so maybe I need better communication with my wife. That probably probably the lesson there. But uh all good. So um yeah. Connor, I appreciate it. Uh, nice to see you. Nice to see you in your um in your new digs. Um I see Yeah, that. well and we'll see if the weights the weights that I see over your right shoulder move at all for next uh if nothing else, just move them like to the I'll right. Move, I'll just I'll just keep swapping out the, the background. Keep swapping. Um, yeah, my stuff is still up in storage in Connecticut, so I gotta figure out when I can go get that out. But uh Hey, one of the, one of these years, Bill. <laughs> well, don't, uh, hey, don't be hasty because with your track record, you could. Uh, yeah, that's just, fair enough. Don't get used yeah. to that apartment. Is all I'm saying. Don't yeah, get, yeah. don't get too attached to it. <laughs> uh, last thing, the yes. the search for the SDA oh, correspondent. Yes. So after last week's um, uh, little tease that we were, we were hiring an SDA correspondent, uh, you know, our love of doubles is well known. Obviously, I got like a a, a deluge. I, I would call it a mm. deluge of resumes of people wanting to be our doubles correspondent and so because of that we 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 did have a favorite and um we i gave them a call this week and said hey had a few more resumes come in so we're gonna we're gonna maybe give them an opportunity to come in and maybe pitch to us so um Mm -hmm. we promise we promise next week that we will have a snippet of our doubles correspondent and you know getting in the, the double season at large the sda and all the other doubles that go on because you you know as you know if nothing else, we love doubles here at uh, at uh, at, at the roundup. I, I personally do. I know. I you think do. I'm, I'm sensing some sarcasm there, but uh, Connor, sarcasm is not even in my vocabulary. You know that. So, <laughs> yeah, it's your language. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving, Connor. It's your native tongue. <laughs> it is. Um, it is unfortunately. So, uh, all right, man. Great to see you again, and uh, look forward to uh, seeing you next week. Later. All right. Thanks for listening to another show on SQR Squash Radio. We really do appreciate you taking the time to listen. And we have a quick ask. In an effort to help us grow, if you have a quick minute, please consider sharing an episode with a friend who might be interested or leaving a rating on any of the platforms you listen to your podcast. It would mean a lot to me and the rest of the team. Thanks so much and have a great day.